everybody get hyped. <laughs> but maybe not too hyped. Hi. What, no gifts? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, March 11th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Attention shoppers, Amy Sosa, please report to the customer service desk. Big news for Superstore fans, America Ferreira, who left at the top of this season, is coming back for the NBC Comedy's one-hour series finale on March 25th. Her return, of course, begs the question, will Amy and Jonah get there happily ever after? Oscar winners Natalie Portman and Lupita Nyong'o are teaming up for the Apple TV Plus limited series Lady in the Lake, based on the murder mystery novel by Laura Lipman. Portman will play Maddie Schwartz, a 1960s Baltimore housewife and mother who reinvents herself as an investigative journalist following an unsolved murder there. Nyong'o is playing Cleo Sherwood, who's juggling motherhood and multiple jobs while trying to advance the city's black progressive agenda. It's not easy being green, but is it any easier doing The Masked Singer? Spoiler alert, Kermit the Frog was the first eliminated star from season five of the Fox singing competition Wednesday night. The celebrity panel's guesses included Adam Sandler and Billy Crystal. Kermit told EW it was, quote, fun being mistaken for those amazing iconic comic actors and refreshing too. Being green, I'm usually mistaken for Yoda or the Hulk's little brother. You can check out the rest of that interview and catch up on other news, reviews, and much more at EW.com. Now let's get into today's picks with number three, The Real World Homecoming. After last week's premiere, episode two of The Real World New York Reunion finds the roommates starting to open up and some surprising secrets emerge. Like Becky was taught songwriting by the spirit of John Lennon? Hmm. Also, discussions about the past reveal old wounds, and the group revisits a heated conversation between Kevin and Becky from the original series involving race and discrimination that puts the entire loft on edge. Here's a clip from the episode. We were both in a heated emotion. I'm not saying you, I'm saying me too. When it's heated emotions, people become defensive and it's hard for them to listen to the other person. You're speaking for yourself as being defensive. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't being defensive. I just want to make that very clear. Well, you may not have, but you certainly were emotional. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's... Now, that's not racist, Kevin. That's just two gonna... people being that way. How are you going to... Because that's... they're passionate. That's the reason why we're having this conversation, because All you... All right, then I guess we just don't agree. That is the problem, because... But it doesn't make me a racist. There's a lot happening in that conversation, and there was emotion that was moving between them. And the way that they're behaving, they're triggering those emotions that are suppressed inside of you. It's actually a gift. It's a blessing. It all depends on what you do with it. The sad thing about this is we're now 29 years later, and you are still doing what white folks have said to black people and other people of color over and over again. Black people have been told that you can't show a range of emotions. No, I'm not telling you you can't. I'm just saying May the I... two of us were. We were passionate about what we were talking but here, about. Here... I wasn't saying you were a crazy, emotional, angry black man, Kevin. The more things change, the more they stay the same. You can stream The Real World Homecoming on Paramount Plus now. Number two. 
anyone out there missing Euphoria right now, which is probably a lot of you, present company included, might want to check out our number two pick, Generation. This new HBO Max series is a dark comedy following a diverse group of high school students whose exploration of modern sexuality tests deeply entrenched beliefs about love, friendships, and family in their conservative community. And trust me when I say tested in ways you definitely won't be expecting. Here's a preview. Can you help me with my makeup? Who is she? No. The girl I'm beating your face for. I just want to see. My dad think you're just using me to pretend you're not gay. I wasn't using you. I've been thinking about what makes a great sibling and what makes one trash. Sometimes life is just a day late and a dollar short. Executive produced by Lena Dunham, the show was created by Zelda Barnes and brought to life by her dad's Daniel, director of the movies Cake, Beastly, and Phoebe in Wonderland, and Ben, who's also a producer here. When they recently spoke with EW's Marcus Jones, Daniel explained the genesis of the project, which was never something they expected to get made. Originally, she wanted to write it as a book, and we thoroughly corrupted her. <laughs> This would make a really great TV show. And when we began those conversations, it was really, we really thought this was just an opportunity for us to kind of teach her about the kind of work that we do. Uh, we loved the idea, but we didn't necessarily think it was going to show that was going to be made, per se. We just thought, that's like a, what a great thing for a parent to be able to say, you know what, this is, this is how you come up with the idea for a TV show. This is how you conceive it. This is how you kind of put together a pitch. Fully thinking, by the way, that it was never going to go anywhere. And that the other thing that Zelda might learn from this whole experience is what happens when you have a great idea and you're all excited about it and people just say no. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought, that's, that's not a bad lesson either because that teaches you about grit and resilience and that's also what it is to be a writer. Well, obviously it didn't quite exactly pan out that way. Well, all of that hard work paid off. The first three episodes of Generation are streaming now on HBO Max. It's trivia time. One of the many stars of Generation is Chloe East, and one of her first acting credits was appearing on what HBO series back in 2013? Was it True Blood, Game of Thrones, or Boardwalk Empire? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick, What to Watch. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Before we get to our number one pick today, we have a recommendation from upcoming Jeopardy guest host and the star of Call Me Cat, which is new tonight on Fox, 
Maya Bialik. She recently spoke to EW's Rosie Cordero and answered the question, what you watching? I don't actually really actively watch TV. I watch documentaries. That's good. Um, yeah, my sons and I are watching The Lady and the Dale. It's on HBO. Yeah, um, and that's actually opened up a lot of really interesting conversations about uh, gender and equality and also like FBI criminals. Um, so we, we watch documentaries here. We could all use some more good documentaries in our lives. The Lady and the Dale tells the story of Elizabeth Carmichael, who pulled off an audacious con in the 1970s involving a fuel-efficient three-wheeled vehicle. It truly must be seen to be believed. And you can stream that on HBO Max. And by the way, the show that made Bialik a star, Blossom, also became available this week to stream on Hulu. Now let's cross over to our number one pick for today, Grey's Anatomy. As that little pun there implies, tonight's spring premiere brings another crossover with Station 19, picking up with Karina and DeLuca pursuing Opal, the woman suspected of sex trafficking. Elsewhere on Grey's, Joe convinces Hayes to bend the rules on a case, Maggie and Winston reconnect, and Teddy deals with the fallout of her confession to Owen by commiserating with Tom. Here's a clip. Hi. What, no gifts? At the very least, some crosswords, peanut butter cookies, contraband porn? It... Kidding. I'd trade all that for good conversation. Okay, if this is about the nurses, they need to calm down. We both have COVID. It was no biggie. What are you talking about? I went to see Gray. I needed to see some living scenery. You would have loved it. The two of us under blankets, it was like on COVID pond. It's not funny. It's a little funny. We intubated Meredith, Tom. <laughs> if you ever find yourself thinking about cheering up kids in the cancer ward, don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just. I just needed to be in a room with someone who doesn't hate me. <laughs> well, no one can clear a remarkably low bar like Tom Karasik. Have a seat. It seems like Meredith isn't doing any better. Will she die of COVID? You never can tell with these writers keeping us on our toes. Tune in to ABC at 9 p.m. to see how it plays out. Trivia. And now the answer to today's trivia question. One of Generation star Chloe East's first acting credits was appearing on what HBO series back in 2013? Was it True Blood, Game of Thrones, or Boardwalk Empire? Hopefully your guess didn't suck, or maybe we should say hopefully it did, because the answer is True Blood. East appeared as 11-year-old fairy girl number three in two episodes from season six. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.